Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits. We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All right! I'm going to need your help for this one. Okay. I'm going to need you to try and figure out what it is because I'm starting with Chip Chip Aru as the lyrics. Oh my gosh, so just the listen. stakes are so high. I know. Listen to the tone. Maybe you'll get it. Okay. Chip Chip Aru. Ba, ba, ba. Good, good times, times never, never seem so, so good. good. So good. Woo! That, that did not work out the way I wanted it to. Why not? Because you did not know what it was. Okay, well, Until give I me bop, a bop, bop. minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to start with Chip Chip Aru. Well, I enjoyed it. Well, I think everyone should sing Chip Chip Aru instead of Sweet Caroline when they're drunk at a bar from now on. Totally. Why do I feel like we've had this Sweet Caroline? Have we? Uh, uh, discussion on this song. Look, this is our on this podcast. Our hundred and first episode. There's going to be repeats. Yes. I don't remember things from years ago. Now it's true. Chip Chipperoo, everyone. Skylar and I are here. Should we let the cat out of the bag? Don't say cat in front of biscuit. What's the cat out of the bag? What we found out about Chip Chipperoo. Oh yeah, we got a DM from Sue who shared that Chip Chipperoo was a type of cookie in like the 70s and the 80s. Is that right? So she's in her mid-40s, and she said that when she was a kid, she got a play kitchen, okay, when she was like six or seven, and that one of the food items were these Chipperoo cookies. Huh. Do you think that's like, maybe I saw those ads in the 80s as a child? And it stuck You're with me, and then kind I just like kind of ripped them off. I don't know, but so they're chipperoos, but their ad says chip chip chipperoo. Oh, okay. So they have three chips, and they spell it differently than I spell it. So we're fine. <laughs> we're fine. We're not getting sued by anyone. Please don't sue us. <laughs> Please don't. I swear to God, I invented that on my own in my own brain. You saw the invention on this podcast. You yeah. were like, Rrr. episode three. Oh, is that? Oh my Way god! Back when I have been, uh, I have withstood the chip chipperoo for 
a long time. You and everyone listening. All right. Um, Sorry to interrupt. Just had to share that amazing, delicious coincidence. Hilarious. Thank you for sharing that with us, Sue. We are getting into season seven of Boz Burgers, which is crazy to me. Mind-blowing that we're on season seven. We still got quite a ways to go. But before we get into season seven, we have some new patrons to thank, and we have to a burger pun their names. Oh my God. What? Am you sound like a YouTuber who you don't like. Smash that like and subscribe button. There's this YouTuber that I won't say who they are that Max can like I love their food videos so much, but Max just cannot handle it because every every like word is like, ooh, crispy baby. Like, it's just, like, such a persona. Yeah. Narrow it down based on that information. But, man, okay. Well, now I take back how I was delivering that. Our new patrons. First up, we have Andrea. Andrea, moving forward, you will be known as the Brandy Asparagus Burger. Ooh. Cooked with a little bit of brandy. Some asp- It's a fancy burger. Oh, you could like deglaze the pan with some brandy. Mm-hmm. You know what I think of asparagus? Like I want hollandaise sauce drizzled all over that. Sure. Speaking of sauce, then you're going to love our next pun and okay. our next patron, Elizabeth Beaulieu. Your burger pun name is the Cheese Whizabeth Dough Roux Burger. <gasps> it's a Cheese Whiz Roux burger on a fancy dough oh my gosh it sounds like grown-up cheese whiz yeah i feel like it's like grown-up cheese and crackers i feel like it's one of those um challenges where you go to like 7-eleven and have to make a fancy meal based on what you can get there. i think you just like pitched and sold a show that's on the food network I'm called sure seven convenience it can be like a convenience store like like inconvenience cooking, cooking. inconvenient cooking I love it. So thank you so much to the two of you, Andrea and Elizabeth. We are thrilled to have you join us on Patreon. We're so excited to have you in our Discord community. If you'd like to have your name burger pun on the show, go over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Bob's Credits. Sign up for the correct tier. Woohoo. All right. I want more. Do you have burger puns for me today? I've got, yeah, we're going to play a little, well, they're not burger puns. Okay. We are going to play a Bob's pun or Max pun, but I decided to do this week, Pest Control Truck. Okay, fun. Your first pun is sex, flies, and videotape. Why do I feel like I've heard that, but I don't think it's exterminator heavy enough, so I think it's you. You. Yes. Your next pun is mice Sharona. What is that? Mice Sharona. You. Bob. Your next pun is, Mama said there'd be sprays like this. Please, God, let it be you. It's Bob. I wish that I was didn't, me. I didn't say it was you. Oh. I, that wasn't officially my, oh, my well, cast. That's not fair. I'm going to say you, Life's you, not you fair, thought it was kid. me. All right, whatever. Your final pun is, The Lice Girls. Trying to trick me again. As as y'all know, we have Spice Girls dance parties at toothbrushing time in this house. Max. Yes. Tried to trick me. Nice showing going into... Thank you. Uh, it was Thank a little, little, little difficult. 
I think it's time for Skylar Sides, the fun facts before the fun facts. Dish it, girl. All right, Max Miller. This is going to take a visual aid, so I have sent you an email if you want to pop into your inbox. Oh, this is fun for me. Oh, interactive. Okay. And it's interactive for y'all, too. If you go on our Instagram right now, there is a visual aid for this fun fact. Okay. So, you know, Halloween's on my mind, and I came across the best little tidbit that I have been searching for for a long time. So if you are a regular customer over on our Patreon, you know that we have ranked every single Bob's Burgers Halloween costume. However, there were a few that we did not rank because Max and I just could not figure out what they were. These costumes are from season 11's Halloween episode, Heartbreak hotel Oween. Now, Max, do you remember us not being able to tell which each costume was? Yeah, yeah, because they flashed so quickly and we couldn't figure some of them out. Yeah, so if you remember in the episode, it's a flashback because this house gypped Louise getting candy. So it's two years flashback. Mm -hmm. So we get six costumes that aren't like in a clear episode. All right, are you ready to know exactly what these costumes are. Yeah, I'm excited. I've got my images pulled up here. I hope everyone's looking on our Instagram right now. So let's start with the ones that we do know. Do you know any there, Max? Yeah, Cat Stevens. Gina's Cat Stevens. Yep. Um, I think Tina's a Ghostbuster. Nope. No? All right. Okay. No. No more guesses. I'm oh, just going to okay. read them out. Okay. So Louise... In the two years ago flashback is Beetlejuice. Oh, I see. Fresh squeeze and there's a beetle on the OJ. I thought it was a cockroach. So it just really confused me and grossed me out at the same time. Yeah, that actually is great because in the movie Beetlejuice, Uh when he's trying to get Winona Ryder's character to say his name. Uh Uh-huh. He shows like a beetle and OJ juice being poured. Really? Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. I had forgotten about that. All right, and then we move on to Gene. Any guesses there? He's got a blonde wig, some glasses, like a red hood around his is it little red riding hood of some sort. I'm he's just got getting... he's got amazing platform purple shoes on, heels. I mean, I would say a star is born. Lady Gaga? Jean is Lady Goo Goo Gaga. Oh, I see. He has a pacifier around his neck. And I think he's wearing a diaper, if I can see if, correctly. If Jean has an opportunity to yeah. wear a diaper, like he's going to take it. Yeah, okay. I love Lady Goo Goo Gaga. <laughs> and then you were very, very close with Tina. She oh, is- wait, hang on. She's got a toaster. Toastbuster. Ding, 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 ding. Perfect. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the one year ago flashback. I know at least, like I said, what Jean is. Okay. So do you know what Louise is? Louise is, I only know because now I've seen the close up that we have. Okay. So, and it says it on there. Go for it. Blade Bunner. So she's in Jean's burger costume and has taped a bunch of knives hopefully not real knives <laughs> of course to, they're real okay to her cut to the bun <laughs> do you remember her edward scissor hands oh that's right yeah costume, like her costumes are very dangerous all right and then we have cat stevens which is very obvious 
And then we have Tina. And honestly, this is my favorite. Now, one of our Patreon members guessed what Tina was. Okay. And I can't remember if they were right or not. She's got a bunch of door handles and she's wearing like a skirt and a blue shirt. Do you want a hint or do you want me to tell you? I want a hint. John Hughes. Oh, 16 handles. That's great. There you so go. So she's got 16. Okay. And That's thank amazing. you to the article who listed these all out for me. I did not figure these out my own. That's great. But I just, I feel so much better knowing these six costumes. Me too. On Patreon, we're going to have to put them back. Into the rankings. Yeah, that's what we'll do this year for... We, we ranked costumes and we ranked Halloween episodes in two different episodes. And now we'll have to do an, a new ranking, I think, by yep. tossing these costumes in there. I agree. Let's get into the episode. Let's, Let's get do into it. season seven. Let's kick it off. Skylar? Can we have the title and synopsis for season seven, episode one? The title is Flewies. In the season premiere, Louise is thrilled when she gets the flu because it means she can miss school. But after Linda drops Coochie Copie in the toilet and the family melts it in the oven trying to fix him, Louise has a fever dream that takes her on a grand quest. Meanwhile, the family tries to fix their terrible, terrible Coochie Copie mistake. This episode came out on September 25th, 2016. It was written by Nora Smith and directed by Tyree Dillahay. Tell me, Skylar. Hit me with some of your initial thoughts. We just watched it yesterday. We've been having a conversation in this house because I think this is a fan favorite episode, but it's not one of our favorite episodes. But we watched it again yesterday, and I have to say why it's not one of my favorites is because... I always remember it as just as Louise's quest, but there's actually not that much screen time dedicated to it. And just because it's like not my thing doesn't mean it's not other people's thing. But the episode around it is so much better than I remembered it. And the family working together to help Louise, the one of our three childs is sick dynamic in the house is just so hilarious. Louise that first scene where she has this little red nose and she sounds so sick and she's so happy is just like so adorable. So that being said, this has moved up in my rank significantly since the last time I watched it. Yeah, I'm with you as far as all for all the reasons you said. I think what I don't like about it is I don't like the fantasy stuff on Bob's. I really like when it's in their actual world. Um, yeah. Except for like, say, you know, say for here or there, like an occasional like little, but like when a full storyline is in like a world where it's not really happening, it's a dream world. Yeah. You know? It's just not as fun for me. Yeah. I can see why people would love this episode so much, but it's just not my favorite. It's not my thing. And what this reminds me of. Actually, let me fast forward a million seasons. I hate the episode where it was a season premiere too, I believe. So maybe they do fantasies as season premieres. But when Bob gets like stuck in his car and it's like this weird, he's like tiny and the car is huge. I just didn't like it. I was yeah. so excited for the season premiere and I was like, uh. So it's not my thing either. But it reminded me of, you'll know who said this, on The Sopranos, I think the creator. On The Sopranos, they did all these dream sequences, and, and some of the fans hated it so much. And and the creator was just like, 
the more you hate it, the more I'm going to do it because yeah. I like it. Yeah, David Chase, he like doubled down and went <laughs> so heavy on the dream stuff in later seasons. I think there's like one where like it's like four episodes. Probably that's probably a little. It feels like exaggerated, the whole episode. but yeah, where Tony is in a dream pretty much. I guess I just wanted to share that little anecdote because it's like while it's not my favorite, I can see how it's other people's favorites and and. If the creator's, like, doing it, like, all the more power to them. <laughs> it's their show, and we're obsessed with their show. Totally. And again, so many people love it. So who are we to say? And I will say something that made the dream sequence so much better for me. I really found it hysterical that Linda, Bob, Tina, and Jean were the voices of all her toy characters it was really fun i agree and that kind of points me to a fun fact i have let's talk about those toys so these toys are mostly creatures that are all based on japanese folklore now i'm going to mispronounce a lot of stuff here i apologize in advance you'll do your best i'll do my best it's japanese folklore it's called yokai Mm mm-hmm these are the four creatures that all of her family members inhabit in her dream oh cool toys that she has Mizuki or Mizuchi. It's a Japanese dragon or a serpent-like creature. That's okay. who Jean's, Jean voices. Love it. Bakaneko is a monster cat or a ghost cat. That's who Bob voices. Dodo Mekai, a many-eyed demon. That's who Tina voices. And Akuro Kamui, or Mai, Mai again, doing the best I can here. <laughs> A gigantic octopus who Linda does the voices of. Linda is by far the most hilarious. See, I love learning stuff like that. Me too. And I think someone on the team is clearly a fan of Japanese folklore and and the animation because all these characters ended up in Louise's bedroom from the very first season. Yes. Um, I would love that backstory. Yeah, I'd love to know how that that came to be and how like Kuchikopi became like this main toy. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We haven't talked about a script cover for a while now. Ooh, fine. Um, for those of you who don't know, Tony Gennaro does, draws a script cover just for the cast and crew for every episode. And on this one... And I'll include that in our little like roundup with the images we've already told you to go look at on Instagram. Louise's toys are all drawn to have characteristics that represent the Belchers. <laughs> so you get all these characters, except the one that Jean voices has Jean's hair. Uh-huh. The one that Bob voices has a mustache. The one that Tina voices has her hair and her barrette. And then the one that Linda's voices has her giant glasses. It really brings the episode to life. Yeah, I love I love this artwork. And uh, I hope you're all looking at it. And if you're not looking at it at this moment, because, you know, you might be driving something like that. It's probably not a good time to look at it. Yeah. Uh, look at it when you have a safe time to look at it. Seeing every family member as the toy characters made their distinct personalities stand out so much more. And in turn made me love each of them and their distinct personality so much more. Yeah, it's definitely helpful. I'm a little sad that Kuchikopi doesn't have a character we recognize, but I get that Kuchikopi's like special and is yes. a stand, you know, standalone. Did you have any toys that you were very attached to as a kid? Oh, sure. I had plenty. Um, I had, it was very 80s, My Pet Monster. Oh. I love that thing. I would carry it around everywhere. That's adorable. I think they, they even made a movie that I used to love, and it was an awful movie, but a, a kid's movie, but I used to watch it nonstop. So My Pet Monster was a big one. Um, Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I had all of those toys. Yeah. Those are probably my two favorites. Okay. Cool. I learned so much about you on this podcast. Yeah. Now I want a My Pet Monster. I feel like if Louise was born in the 80s she would have a My Pet Monster. I don't even know what it is, but... Yeah, I think kids will love... I, I'm surprised there hasn't... Maybe there has been a uh, kind of revival of it because it was fantastic. It had these little, like, chains, <laughs> like uh, handcuff chains around its arms that it could break. The chains broke. I mean, come on. It's great. What more do you need? Just great. Anything you want to say about this episode? Should I continue with some fun facts? Hit me with another fun fact. I think I want to talk about Teddy. I can't rem remember what I wrote in my notes. Let's talk about Teddy, and I could start it with a fun fact. Let's do it. So Teddy comes in to save the day, or attempt to save the day, as he always does. Yes. We saw him in the last episode leaving his therapist's office in the middle of therapy yep. to go save the day. Well, now he's coming over with uh, a heat gun. A yeah. Heat, what's it called? Uh, At a PCP pipe fixer. Yeah. That's Probably the official um, term. And he melts Coochie gives Coochie boobs. He says they're hands or their arms, but they're very <laughs> clearly boobs. That was such a funny line from Louise. She's like, why does Coochie have boobs? I mean, I knew this day was going to come. <laughs> uh -huh. So Bob and Teddy eventually go to this like toy store. Yeah. Called About a Toy. Love, love it. it. Classic. By the way, I love this 
so much this time watching this the time around teddy and bob going to this toy store and having to like listen to those guys tell the full story and then eventually enjoying the story so much yes. like coming home from the you mean the, the guy reads him yeah the the adventures of coochie copy or whatever yeah. the book and is. all the voices he does something like this almost that yep. voice which max annoys me with at oh all. yes we love doing this voice Hire me for all your voice actor needs. <laughs> That's like the easiest voice to do. While they're in about a toy, a character comes up to the window and tries to get in to get a specific toy. That character has the name Young Lady. Okay. But it has a celebrity voice. Any guesses who that was? Caitlin Olsen? No, not Caitlin Olsen, who has done a voice before. It's Helen. Love Helen. This was, especially in 2016. This was big. Big comic actor. Someone from Bridesmaids. No. No, Bridesmaids was probably even earlier than that. Yeah, I think so. I think Bridesmaids was like... 2012? Yeah. Oh my God, what's happening? <laughs> Amy Schumer does the voice no for that character. Way. Which it's crazy because I read that it got cut from like the iTunes version. So if you watch the iTunes version of, of this episode, it's cut for some reason and is it a rights issue well i did a little bit more digging so okay, i was curious okay. because amy schumer in 2016 was like the biggest thing i it was just like a phenomenon and then here's my theory amy schumer became friends with jennifer lawrence mm -hmm. and you know how taylor swift just got too big in the media that it became really annoying and even she herself said like the public is annoyed with me i need to take a step back i feel like amy schumer and jennifer lawrence became friends and then like the media was just so obsessed with about it and it was everywhere and i just think it was too much and then it, they just got so quiet after that friendship yeah both of them i'd say both i know it's kind of like yeah What's the real story there? There's something going on. Yeah, who knows? But back in 2016, this is the longest episode of Bob's Burgers, singular oh. episode of Bob's Burgers, at 22 minutes and two seconds. Still so tight. Yeah. So the reason the internet guesses that this was the longest episode is because the network wanted to make sure that Cameo was included because it was Amy Schumer. Yeah, of course. But they wanted to cut it because it was the episode was too long and you didn't really need that like little extra character yeah. coming to the store. It didn't affect the plot. Oh, yeah. so the whole toy store, the reading and stuff is still there. It's just Amy Schumer. Yeah, and I didn't watch the iTunes version, but if it is, if you go watch it on iTunes, let us know if that little clip is cut from it. If That's so no interesting. Cameo, but yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, let's go back to Teddy. Oh yes. When Teddy calls Bob and said, "says Hi, it's Teddy from the restaurant," just like he did in the Haunting, where he goes, Bob or whatever, it's Teddy from Bob's Burgers or I, whatever. <laughs> it's so funny that first of all, that's not a popular name. I mean, that's not a common name, Teddy. They live in this, like, tiny beach town. Yeah. He and comes there every day. He also has the most recognizable voice on the planet. He also does, like, such huge heavy lifting for this family. Yeah. Like, it's so he funny. lets them it's borrow such... his truck. They go to his, his, Helen, his client's beach house. Like, this isn't just a regular customer. It's such a great running gag. So let's go back to Coochie Copy for a bit. Mm -hmm. People love Coochie Copy, including... 
if you were on our Instagram a couple of weeks ago, Wendy Molyneux, her daughter loves Coochie. She says is Coochie Kopi's biggest fan. Figured out that you, if you turn a Frankenstein cookie cutter upside down, you can make Coochie Kopi cookies out of that. And it's on our Instagram. It's on Wendy Molyneux's Twitter. Go look if you haven't seen it yet. This is... But I think that's just delightful. The information I did not know that I needed. I love that Wendy Molyneux is and her sister, uh, Lizzie, are responsible for some of the best episodes of Bob's. These amazing characters. They created the Great North, which also has amazing characters, has many seasons now. And their daughter's favorite character is Kuchikopi. I just, I think that's so adorable. So let's talk a little bit more, as I said, about Kuchikopi. This is the second episode where a character hallucinates that Kuchikopi is alive. Okay. Do you have any idea what the first episode was? I feel like I do. Do you want a hint? Sure. It's all the way in the first season. Oh, it's, um, is it Crawl Space? Yeah. Wow. Good job. The yeah, shit the second, in this head. The second episode ever. Yep. We get Kuchikopi coming yeah, alive. Yeah, so you're right. This ode to Japanese anime culture, or just culture in general, has has been there from the get-go. Absolutely. And it's very cool, and I'm very curious where that came from. Maybe someone on the crew's daughter or child was into it. I don't know. It's just really cool. The company that makes the Kuchikopi nightlight that we see uh-huh. in this episode is, again, I'm going to destroy this pronunciation, Nora Toysu, which translates into English as Nora's Toys. Oh. The writer of this episode, as I said, Nora Smith. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Those are all the fun facts I have for you. So unless you have more you want to talk about in this episode, we can kind of get into the end credits here. There's just one little thing I want to talk about. There is some singing, which is also, I think, becoming a premiere thing. Yeah. I I feel like it's been kind of like, here and there, we'll get a song. It's becoming more regular, especially after that season finale with bad stuff happens in the bathroom. and Yeah. And that's what I wanted to say. At the very beginning of the episode, there's like a 10 second, 20 second little song. And I was like, wow, this really, this back and forth between Louise singing and the family singing about, I think they're singing about the miss. How, how was it just yesterday that we watched this? And I already forget like when this song was. It's social media. I'm telling you, it's we get just so rotting much our brains. thrown into our brains on a yeah. regular basis, nonstop. You only have so much space in there. But I believe Louise is singing about how sad she is. And the family are singing about how, upset they are that they hurt her toy. Just the style of the song and the structure, I was like, oh, this reminds me so much of Bad Stuff Happens in the Bathroom. Yeah, it seems like they were kind of like running on that high and loved that song and yeah, it's just, want to do more of it. It's just nice because, you know, the audience was gone. There wasn't episodes for a while. And then you kind of wink at that amazing finale when you come back with a new season. All right, let's go. Okay, so the last moment before we get into the end credits is the family is all in Louise's bedroom after she's woken up, and she is on in a, a forgiving mood, and she is forgiving everyone. 
She's forgiving Teddy. Her quest taught her something. And then we'll get into the end credits from there. Come on, give me something else to forgive. Gene, Tina, go! Okay. Uh... Uh, Oh, Gene, that is unforgivable. It wasn't Gene. Wow, Tina? I'm impressed. All right, Bob, give her the medicine. Oh, crap, the medicine. I'm dreaming of a world where you forgive your family. Okay, Skylar, tell us what happened there. As we get to the end credits, what's going on? Where are we? I'm so sorry. I have to say the whole family hold down medicine situation is hysterical in this episode. So good. All right. So classic end credit kitchen sequences. Immediately, Louise jumps around and starts dancing to this song. What do we hear? We have this new song that we haven't heard before. And it's made for the end credits. It sounds like John Roberts singing. I'm assuming it's John oh, Roberts. Oh, totally. I um, also think I hear Tina at the end of the song. But we'll take a listen. Oh, yeah. They probably get some of the characters in there. We'll have to listen to it more. I'll read you the lyrics later. The burger's already in the window, so Louise can be dancing all she wants to, so that's good. And This is giving me Boys For Now concert, pure childhood joy dancing. Yeah, she's got her arm. What's that move? What's this move called where you're like swinging your arms? I know what it's called. I know what it's called. Tell me. It is called the Home Alone oh. in the shower with a blow-up clown saying, I must be talking about so, yeah. Okay, that's definitely the, the official term for it. There's something. <laughs> but yeah, where you're swinging your arms just kind of like up and down. Yeah. But yes, that's what Kevin McAllister does when he's holding his ropes and he's dancing <laughs> uh, in Home Alone 2. But she's got her hands like flat out too. Okay. It's let's like- see. Let's see what happens. You seem like a girl that would choose good, could she could be over bad, could she could be that? That flew up took you on the trip, a crazy toy fiddle ride. Here are the lyrics of this song because okay. it matters to what we just saw. Great. I'm dreaming of a world where you forgive your family. You seem like a girl that would choose good coochie coopy over bad coochie copy. And during those lyrics, like a full, huge, dream-sized, good Coochie jumps on the left side of the screen into the screen, and then bad, melted, boob, Coochie jumps in on the other side of Louise. But I think his arms, oh yeah, his arms are back he to has, not to He not has boobs. arms and not boobs. Yes. Yeah, his arms, he's got to use his arms to dance, so yes. not boobs right now. Yeah, and then we get more stuff going on. Through this line, that flu bug took you on a trip, a crazy tough ride. And while we're hearing that, what else happens? All the toys from her quest, the life-size versions, come at the back of the restaurant through the service window. Through the service window. As Linda makes her appearance, they're dancing behind her. This seems to be all in Louise's head. I'm going to say it's a... It's like a fever dream. It's a continuation. She went. She got more medicine. Went back to sleep. This is and now they're all in the restaurant dancing yes, together. Yes, because yeah. neither Bob nor Tina or Linda, are, and eventually Jean, and eventually spoiler, eventually yeah. Jean are paying attention. No one's bopping. No one's dancing. Yeah. So I guess technically, Louise deserves credit for writing this song. I think you're absolutely right about that. But the sickness made you better. I'm glad you didn't die. 
what happened towards the end there. Oh, I don't. You tell us because okay. I want to hear the lyrics. It okay. made me giggle. So the but the sickness made you better, and I'm glad you didn't die. <laughs> and then it's Fluiz is the chorus. Oh, fun! We get some more appearances of all the characters in the window, and I have to say I really appreciate it looking at it close up, which we weren't doing yesterday, because like the octopus really like looks like it's diving underwater, and everyone seems so in character. Like it's so whimsical. It yeah. feels it looks really cool. Yeah, and eventually Louise is like waving her hands in the air, and Coochie, both Coochie-Copies kind of do that, too. It's really cute. Now, tell me kind of, like, what genre this music is. It seems very, like, like fantasy movie-esque, almost. Like, maybe, really? like, yeah. Like, for some reason, I get, like, never-ending story theme vibes. Okay, I see that. Like, yeah, like, you had, like, this 80s kind of, like... Yes, that's what a I pop get. Pop group make like a fantasy song for an for a movie. Oh, that's oh, what it feels like. To you me. just did it. Yeah, like synth pop. Is that what it's called? kind of? Yeah, yeah, sure. It feels like if Breakfast Club was like a fantasy, and someone wrote a yeah. song for it or something. I you totally nailed never it. Never ending story is what pops in my head the most. Well, that makes sense because it's like this quest. Never ending story. Oh. <laughs> Just be like the kids on Stranger Things. So those are the end credits. Highlights, lowlights. Huge, huge points for an original song written for the end credits. I agree. I love when they do that. Very specific style. Oh, can you rewind it? Because I'm pretty sure I did hear Dan Mintz at the end. Right there. Yeah, I heard Dan Minson there. That was really tough listening then, but I noticed it last night when I wasn't like paying attention. I was like, oh, it's Tina's voice. Yeah, I love that. Some harmony. The song is great. It's so good. So that gives it huge points because it's one of those that just, there's not really storytelling going on. It doesn't add to the plot. It's just kind of a continuation of the episode, um, which that isn't my highest category for these credits, but the song really makes it. Another highlight is that anytime Louise just lets loose and dances, it is the most adorable thing. So true. She has so many moves, so many different moves we've seen now in all these different like dance sequences. Always something a little different. I can't remember, but Purple Rain Union doesn't, when she gets on that stage, aren't her moves just like, they're so nine-year-old and it's just like, Get it. Yeah, it's always so nine-year-old, which yeah. is what I love about it. Any lowlights you have here? I would consider what I just said, like, a little bit ago, my quote-unquote low light. Which? Just that it doesn't add anything to the episode. It's just kind of a continuation. Nothing really shocked me, like, surprised me. Sure. I do love good coochie-copy and bad. Yeah. That's them, great. Them both there mm-hmm. and dancing and them both being regulars. And obviously they, you know, spoiler alert for the movie if you haven't seen it. But at this point, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. This episode both really them, lays yeah. the, the path for that to happen in the movie. Yeah. They make an appearance in that. And I guess we didn't officially mention that at the very end of these end credits, Gene just does his normal walk by in his burger costume. It's like very crowded. It's, it becomes he- very crowded. So it's very clear that this is in her head. Yes. And 
I'm going to bring back something we haven't done for a while and say, are these end credits better than the episode itself? Oh, okay. You want to go first? I am going to say yes for the fantasy portion of the episode. But that's not the question. No, I think they're a nice compliment to the episode. <laughs> you just changed your mind? Well, you said that's the question. If, if, if I'm including the entire episode, yeah. which I like all the, the non-dream sequence mm-hmm. stuff, then I will say it's not better than the episode. Okay. It's a nice little cherry on top. But if I'm yes. comparing it just to this dream sequence, I prefer this dream sequence in the kitchen with this song, with the dancing. With the dancing. Yeah. Okay. I also have to mention, while we're talking about how good the episode is, the air horn. Louise has no sympathy for her family. In She being sick is just like the best thing ever. It reminds me of when I used to get grounded and my mom was like, go to your room. And what it meant is I got a Stouffer's in bed for dinner. I was like, <laughs> being grounded is like the best. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't yeah, leave my room. Yeah. You couldn't ground me in my room either because I had like video games in there and a TV. <laughs> your and mom like, would so ground you and not take your video <laughs> games away. Yeah. Should we score them? Yeah. We score on a scale of 1 to 10 H's at the end of Tina's uh. Want to go first or should I go first? I can go first. Okay. I'm going to give them an 8. That being said, if there was not an original song and the song wasn't good, that would not be the case. Okay. I'm going to give them a 7.5 H's. Same reason. Mm-hmm. Like, this original song is awesome i love the song so much i love the lyrics i think they're hilarious uh, i love louise dancing and i love the these little fantasy toys dancing around with her mm-hmm. it's just not perfect it's not you know it's I, not I miss one, the family getting to do stuff that kind yes of thing. yeah it's not one where you know weeks from now and i go what are the best end credits? Like, it's not one that you would, would just pop in your head. Yeah. And watching back to back a season finale and the season premiere, mm-hmm. this might be a different experience if you had to wait like six, seven months in between seasons. Yeah. But coming off Glued Where's My Bob end credits mm-hmm. and then coming into this, it's just hard to like, you're not going to top those end credits right yeah. off the bat. I don't think it's, you know, it's hard to. Those yeah. are so good. Agreed. Oh, they're so good. They gave me, like, chills. I think I cried. Oh, numerous times in that episode. Maybe because I was so hungry like I am now. It's it's lunchtime, as always. Uh, Those are the end credits to Fluise. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you haven't gotten our Instagram yet, Bob's Credits. On TikTok, Bob's Credits. On Twitter, Bob's Credits. y'all. We are TikToking it up with the Halloween fun facts over there. Yeah, go follow us. What else? What else do we promote? Check out our Halloween stuff on our shop. Yep. Bobscredits.com slash shop. There's a whole Halloween section up there right now. Have at it. It's limited time only for the season, and then it'll go away. Get your witchy woman on. Yep. Anything else you want to say to everyone before we get out of here? No. I'm just so... Oh, I have a thing. Stay coochie copy. There you go. <laughs> Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.